Welcome to the God and Your Business podcast. I'm Dr. Una, your host, the Jesus lover and serial entrepreneur. Each week, we will unlock timeless secrets for business success from the Bible. Regardless of your faith, I invite you to join me on this journey with the only thing you'll need, a healthy dose of curiosity. And now for the episode. Well, hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the God and Your Business podcast. As always, I'm super pumped that I get to be in your ears. And I'm trusting that this is going to be an episode that really is going to bring transformation to your business. Okay. And today we're going to be looking at how to tap into the wisdom of God to solve your business problems. Now, the thing about entrepreneurship um, is this very fascinating thing. I think it ends up being the best personal development program ever because it's all about solving problems, right? There are problems that will come up for your clients. There are problems that will come up in your business, problems that will come up among your team. And as an entrepreneur, it is your pleasure and privilege to just solve all these problems. And so at the end of the day, an entrepreneur really is a problem solver on every level. And we have to grow into our capacity to solve bigger and bigger problems. That's how we have a bigger business, a better business, and all of that. Now, this can be very, very challenging, but the truth of the matter is as people of faith, as people who have God, as people who are in partnership with God, we're not alone. We have help. We have someone to lean on. And in the equation, he is the bigger partner. He is smarter. He's more connected. He's richer. He can weather more storms. He's stronger. Like he's the He's the, he's the bigger deal in this equation. And the more we can tap into that, lean into that, learn how to leverage our partnership, the better entrepreneurship becomes for us as a whole. So yes, there's still challenges. Yes, there's still problems. And the truth of the matter is the bigger our businesses grow, the bigger the problems, the more zeros behind them, but we're able to handle them because we're not on our own. And so I remember in my first business, which was my private practice, I had a season when things were really, really, really tough and not tough in the sense that something crazy was happening in the business. It's the regular crazy of business. But I also was really not at that point, a really well-developed entrepreneur. So it was hard. Leading a team was hard. Dealing with the daily ups and downs and all of that was really hard. And I remember one day going like, God, this is so hard. And he said, it's so hard because you're the CEO. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? And he says, you have me. And as an executive officer, I have so many things I can show you, so many problems I can help you solve, so many things you're going through that I have answers for, but you act like it starts and ends with you. And if you'll learn to lean on me, then this journey will be so much easier. And this was many, many years ago. And I'm still learning to lean even more, but I will tell you that it is one of the things that's made the biggest difference. And one of the reasons I truly enjoy being an entrepreneur, because I do my best and I have someone to lean on and he kind of does the rest or shows me how to do the rest. And so, so let's talk about that. Okay. So how to tap into the wisdom of God and not just you know, a blanket statement, but like to solve business problems. I want you to even stop and think about the challenges you're having in your business right now and think like, wow, okay, so how do I tap into the wisdom of God to deal with these challenges? 
And there are three things I'm going to talk to you about. Um, I was talking to a group of people I pray with every day, and I was like, okay, this is how we do this, okay? So the first thing is we need to learn to ask the right questions, okay? We need to learn to, to ask the right questions. And I want you to think of it in terms of, are you asking questions as a victim or are you asking questions as an overcomer, a conqueror, right? And it could look like this. I don't understand why my business doesn't work. Why is this not working, right? And maybe what is not working is that you're not, you're finding it so difficult to build a team. Well, the question of a victim is, why is this not working? Why does this suck so much? The question of a victorious person, an overcomer, a conqueror is, how can I build a rock star team? Do you see how those are two completely different questions? You can say something like, I'm sick of never having enough money. Why is entrepreneurship like this? How come I can't build a business that can pay my bills? Okay, for instance, that's a victim question. An overcomer question is, how can I generate a million dollars in revenue this year? Do you see how they're completely different, right? Completely different. You can ask a question, you can ask a question like, why does everybody leave? Why can people not just stay, right? And, you know, stay on as clients. Why, why, how come everybody leaves? How come people don't pay their bills? Another question that, you know, like if you want to come from an overcomer standpoint is, how can I increase my client retention by 30%, right? How can I collect 100% of what I'm owed? Two completely different questions. One question is whiny, gripey, complainy, blamey. The other question is from someone who is empowered, someone who knows that the answers are there, and that person seeks to find the answers. Victim questions, I can't say God doesn't answer those, but you're not going to get a whole lot of inspiration from there. It's not empowering. It leads to nowhere. Your overcomer version of the question is very empowering because it's like, Yes, this is something, but it's solvable and I have access to the answer. I just need to find it, right? And so I want to challenge you to really change the questions you ask. So for everything that's a challenge or a problem in your business and really your life, flip it and make it a, how can I, how do we, what wisdom do I need? Like flip it where the answer is inevitable. The solution is inevitable. The outcome I desire is inevitable. So how do we do that? right? And that opens up a whole, like it opens up and I'm sure it makes heaven happy. Like, oh yes, like yes, somebody who has faith because that's a faith-based question, right? Okay. So the first thing is to ask the right questions. The second thing is to pray specifically for the wisdom you need. Okay. And so it's not like, Lord, help me. Now I'm not saying Lord, help me is not a good prayer. Of course we can pray that. But if you're struggling in building a team, you ask for wisdom in building a team. If you're struggling to get new clients, you ask for wisdom. How do I get, Lord, I need the wisdom to acquire new clients. If you are supposed to speak on stage and this is supposed to be a big event that's going to lead to growth in your business, then the question becomes, Lord, how do I show up and dominate on stage? How do I speak in such a way that people's lives are transformed and they want to work with me, right? Like specifics, you have a specific problem, so ask a specific question. 
And so James chapter one, verse five, it says, if you lack wisdom, ask. God actually gave us an open invitation. He said, ask. And he's not asking us to ask a question that he has no intention of answering. Okay. So the second thing is to pray for the wisdom you need. So ask the right question, pray for the wisdom you need. And number three, which is very important, is be a person who studies the word. Okay. This is the way I like to describe it. God speaks a language called word, like not English, Hebrew, Aramaic, like any of those. It's he speaks word. And the more you speak his language, the more you understand his language, the more you will hear him. Okay. He speaks word, like the word of God, the Bible. So think of it this way. At every point in time, so right now in my studio, there are waves, okay, carrying signals from CNN and all of those things going through my entire studio. I can't see them. I can't hear them, but they're there. However, if I want to watch CNN, if I want to see the picture, right? Now, what I would do is I'd take a remote and turn on my TV and take it to the right channel. But the truth of the matter is in that process, there is a decoder that decodes those signals and makes them the pictures that I see, right? It goes through that whole process. The word of God is kind of a decoder that helps us to sense what God is saying, right? Like it helps us to download the signals. It gives the Holy Spirit raw material where if you're going through something, you can pull up a story and he can say, oh, it's like, you know, when David and Goliath, this, these were the principles that he used and things like that. The, the more raw material you give the Holy Spirit to use, the more things he has to remind you of, the more things he has to teach you. And so God's direction is his to give, but our study of the word is our raw, raw material to give to him. Do you see what I mean? It's a two-way thing. And so you want to be a person who's studying the word. You want to be a person who's studying in line with whatever you're believing for wisdom for, right? Like you may be thinking, oh, what do I do with the team? Well, Jesus had a team. What do I do with something really challenging? Well, David had Goliath. What do I do if I'm in a hostile environment? Well, Joseph was in a hostile environment. Like you start looking at those things and studying them because in the story, they're not just stories. In the stories are timeless, classic principles, right? And you want to study them. And you just you just become someone who can hear so much if you are somebody who spends time in the Word. Now, when I was teaching this today, it was a practical session. So I'm like, okay, you know, let's do it. Like, take your problem, turn it into a question, and let's download some stuff. So I did it. I want to share that with you, okay? So I found myself in a position where of course, as your business evolves, you'll find that you have to rebuild a lot of things, right? It doesn't mean like from the ground up, but you have to edit and, you know, edit some things. And so for me, I started finding myself getting to a point where I was stuck with content creation. Now, if you know me outside of this podcast, you might find that very odd, right? Because I'm on social media a lot. I do Facebook lives. I do IG lives. I have well, a gazillion podcasts, not sure I have four, but that's a lot of podcasts. I have four podcasts and I speak at the EntreMD Business School every week. I, I, I speak on stage a lot. I do a lot of content. Like I'm a content producing machine. Now, I found myself at a point where I was stuck. It started becoming hard. I started thinking about it. I started, you know, and I'm like, what is this? And so this morning I said, great, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to do what I 
tell other people to do what I know to do. Okay. So I asked, I said, Lord, I need wisdom. Like, how do I become great at producing content, right? Effortlessly. I know there will be effort, but what I mean is with ease, right? Like I have the effort, but it's like a car that has oil in its engine versus not having oil, right? I'm like, how do I become proficient at producing content for EntreMD? And EntreMD is, you know, the company I spend most of my time with at, at this point. So it's a business education company for physician entrepreneurs. And so I started asking, I said, Lord, so I need, I need the wisdom for content creation. I asked specifically. So I asked the right question and I prayed for the wisdom that I needed. And I started thinking about it. I was like, okay, so hang on. Jesus produced a lot of content, right? And you're, you're like, how do you know? Well, he had all these books written about him and he spoke a lot. The Bible says he went into all the towns and all the villages and spoke at all the synagogues. And like, he, he spoke a lot. And I was like, so what did he do? And God started directing me to think about the content pillars, right? So with content creation, they're like content pillars. Like these are the major things that you talk about. And said, so let's look at the content pillars of Jesus. Okay, so, so roll with me. So first of all, he had content that was hope content, like what is coming. Right. So when you hear him say, like, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to heal and all of that, that is like, this is why I'm here. Right. So it's aspirational. You're like excited. You can galvanize around it. It's that hope content. Right. So that was the first one. The second one is he did a lot of training. Right. So he had training content. So think about the Sermon on the Mount where he's telling, he's teaching them specific things. Right. When you have an issue with your neighbor, this is how you handle it. If you're angry, this is how you handle that. If like all of that. Right. So it's very instructional, it's very how to, things like that. Then he had the testimonials. And if you notice, people will get healed and he's like, go tell it. People get healed and he's like, what happened to you? With the woman with the issue of the blood, with issue of blood, he's like, who touched me? You know, and I'm like, Jesus, you know, you know who touched you, right? <laughs> who touched me? And he had people share their stories, right? And the same thing in my business, right? Lots of testimonials. That was the third pillar. The fourth pillar was he was really big on busting myths, right? So he'll say things like, You've been told thou shalt not kill. And if you kill that, you're in danger of judgment. But I say he that is angry with his brother without cause is also in danger of judgment, right? And so he took the myths, like, and when I say myths, this is, um, this is an analogy. I'm not saying that thou shalt kill is a myth, like it's a commandment, right? But he'll take things and he says, you think this, but really you should be thinking this way. Um, you think this way, you really should be thinking this way. So myths and all of that. So that's the fourth pillar. And the fifth pillar for one of, uh, it's really like sharing his journey, but I called it reality TV. That's just the way it works in my mind, where the things that he's doing, he comes and he unpacks them. And so for instance, he would share like the parable of the sower and then he'll come to his disciples and say, okay, let me explain what exactly is happening. Or the time that they tried to cast a demon out of, of somebody to get him healed and they couldn't and Jesus came and he did. They're like, master, how did that happen? 
right? So what kind of content is that? He's sharing his journeys, the reality TV. He's like, oh, this kind doesn't come out except by prayer and fasting, right? And so he shared like behind the scenes, what he was doing, what was working and all of those things. And I want you to think about this. This is a simple question I asked, simple prayer for wisdom, reflected on the word. And I came up with five pillars. And with those five pillars, if I have five things under each of them, that is 25 pieces of content. That's half of a year. So I have six months of content because I asked the right question. I asked for wisdom and I reflected on the word. So I want you to think about this, okay? This is a way of thinking that will make the Bible so alive to you. And it becomes something that you use in your everyday life, becomes something you use in your business. And God is the smartest entrepreneur. So if you're leveraging his principles, get ready. Okay, get ready. So I want you to embrace this, that you are now this person that when you have problems, you don't whine, you don't play the victim, you don't do any of those. You ask the right question, you pray for wisdom, and you, you're a wordite, right? A wordite is like a word addict. It's a person who reads the word. And you reflect on the stories in the Bible and you pull out principles and you study them. And you can even have little groups and you're studying with other entrepreneurs and you're doing all these things. And it's bringing radical change to every aspect of your life. And my prayer for you is that as you do this, the same kind of experience I had today where I'm officially unstuck, right? That that becomes your experience on a daily, weekly basis in your business, in your life, in your journey as a, as a parent or as a spouse, or like you become this, how can I person? How can I? How could I? Since I have God with whom nothing is impossible. Right? So thank you so much for listening. It truly warms my heart. Thank you for those of you who've been sending me PMs and DMs and letting me know how this is changing your life and your business. It, it, it really makes it so worth it for me because I'm just doing this to serve you, to share the lessons that I've learned. So thanks again for listening. Continue to share it with all the entrepreneurs that you know so they can experience the same change. And I will see you on the next episode of the God in Your Business podcast. You've been listening to the God in Your Business podcast. If anything you've ever heard on this podcast has helped you, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It really helps us get the word out. Thank you so much. And remember, you are not alone in business. You're doing business with God, the smartest being in the universe. See you next week.